yourself. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Everything we see is a false reality. It's like Big Brother, The Matrix, whatever you want to call it. This is Special Effects on the Public Pulse Public Pulse News Network. My name is Amin TMK. I just want to let you know you can always find us on Instagram at Public Pulse News as well as our music channel, Public Pulse Vibes. Um, and hey, how about this? Patreon.com slash Public Pulse. That's the hot shit. That's where all the cool kids are. And uh, if you enjoy our podcast, we have over 80 podcasts. If you like what we're doing, uh, if you enjoy us, what, what we do on social media, uh, you know, slide us some, slide us a little something nice. I am here alongside my co-hosts. Uh, you yeah, probably know. If you found yourself using, you know what I'm saying, the knowledge that we uh, accrue over hours and hours of tedious research. Yes. And then you on the internet dropping knowledge and shit like, yo, is woke, you know what I'm saying? But really, you just on the way to being woke like all of us, and you happen to listen to a podcast. You know, we don't get it's so interesting. A little something. You know what I? <laughs> you know what I was thinking about the other day, Tanky. You know how we're putting out our uh, music right now. I want you to know that where I'm from right now, stages of grief out right now. Uh, search little Tanky uh, music everywhere as well as the main team. Okay. Uh, how you? How you gonna? I mean, something dropped newer than that. All right, Hunan Express. Hunan Express available Hunan. everywhere. I mean, TMK, um, you know, I'm everywhere all the time. But what I'm saying is we get money for those streams, even though it's .00038649326. Money bags. I've been waiting to sell out, man. It's finally happened. Uh, you know, you don't get any money for the podcast. You know, wow. it's like we're driving traffic to these, like, websites. I see them. Like, when I look at the stats, I'm, like, seeing Apple. I'm seeing... Um, you know, Stitcher, I'm seeing iHeartRadio, I'm seeing Spotify, I'm seeing all these apps that we're driving uh, attention to, but we don't get the monies. Mm. So anyway, we're just going to- What's brought us here today? Oh, before we, you know, uh, before we do that, what's up? Uh, we have Keita the Muscle with us. Do you have any yeah, thoughts? over there hiding and shit. I ain't hiding, bitch. <laughs> we cross. Smoke already. We're talking about why you should watch- Harley Quinn. Uh, we already did our Why You Should Watch Atlanta. Go back and peep that. As you know, we like cool, awesome uh, media that drives and pushes uh, progressive ideas and leftist thought. And we think Harley Quinn does a really good job of that. It's going to give a little background. And then I'm going to let my um, my podcast co-hosts jump in wherever the f they feel like. Uh, but I got the Wikipedia up here, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. Uh, Harley Quinn is an American adult animated dark comedy superhero television series based on the DC Comics character of the same name created by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. The series is written and executive produced by Justin, ha Justin Halperin, Patrick Schumacher and Dean Loray and follows the misadventures of Harley Quinn and her best friend. And spoiler alert, hey, y'all, there's going to be spoilers in here because how can we talk about a show? It's been unless... on for three fucking seasons. <laughs> okay, without... Sorry, some of this shit going to give you a little insight. But we're not going to break down every episode and go through all. We'll, we'll just, you know, keep to our normal points. We should tell them, though, right? Harley, them Harley makes it. Harley makes it. Harley makes it. She does. Yeah, on the Harley Quinn show. W.E.S. Dollar. Her misadventures of, misadventures of Harley Quinn and her best friend and eventual lover, Poison Ivy, after leaving her boyfriend, the Joker. Uh, show premiered on the DC Universe to critical acclaim uh, on 2019. Uh, critics praising its animation, humor, dark tone, voice acting, and portrayal of the titular protagonist. Uh, the show's second season premiered uh, 2020 on HBO Mix. 
We're back to mix, everybody. I don't know if anybody bought the DC streaming thing. Did anyone buy that? Of course. Of course not. How do you think we were exposed to this wonderful media, man? Oh, all right, 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 right. right. Well, I just purchased it directly. Oh. Each episode I purchased directly. Yeah, Harley Quinn writes them for me. <laughs> They're in my email. It's oh, like, right, right, right. From Harley. I, all the media I, I uh, watch, I, I pay for legally. Um, yeah, and uh, they have uh, renewed for fourth season. Um, and yeah, a very problematic Valentine's Day special is set to premiere February 2023. I've said a lot of things. That's just a lot of random, you know, such and such from Wikipedia. Uh, where do y'all want to start? Where do y'all want to jump in here? I got a bunch of notes, so. I think, uh, so let's, I'm, I, I say we start with Harley, right? Let's do it, let's do it. a whole lot of other fucking cross-sections. I'm like, I, ultimately, the show is about Harley Quinn. The other people are flavors of her life. Some of those flavors become major notes, right? It's impossible to have a show with Harley without the Joker taking up some time, without Ivy taking up some time, without Batman, right? You're right. But really what makes this work is dead ass this Harley. Best Harley Ever. I love never using your advice more than anyone else's advice I never use. And, and that's no diss to uh, Margot Robbie at all. Who is a great Harley. She's in terrible films. Or the Batman, the animated series. That was a good Harley. That too. was a good Harley, too. All the Harleys have been pretty good. How about that? Yeah, the way they talk about true. the Jokers, really, the Harleys have all been good. Yeah. But this is the best out Facts. of them all. I mean, got that accent down just right. They show Harley not just as this crazy maniac, which is what you expect, right? They really show her in her bag. They give you the psychological doctor Harley. You know what I'm saying? We also get the gymnast Harley. We get the toxic in love Harley. All of those different aspects about what makes Harley Quinn great is what gives her those opportunities to succeed. And it, it really is her trying to work through her shit. For me, that's what makes that shit pop for me. And so I think it's like, so it's important to talk about, I think, with Harley Quinn's character. Like, something that I see all the time with this Harley Quinn media is Harley Quinn loves the Joker. And that's the end. In Suicide Squad, a movie that some people like, most people didn't, but some people liked. And I respect everyone's opinions. Mm -hmm. I respect people's opinions mm -hmm. because I, I like movies that people think are bad. All right. I'm not going to call them out right now because, you know, people uh, may shame DC you. <laughs> um, or is it the other DC but, film? Well, this DC film is called The Suicide Squad, and it is really hard to watch because it's very bad. And um, oh, wait, man, I'm totally so in a killer cry. <laughs> so Keep it real, dog. What do you say? Great, man. <laughs> uh, and you know, in, in that one, when the Enchantress, say, I challenge you to say something nice about the Harley Quinn. And I will also do it. I liked uh, Amanda Waller. Of course, she's the casting was great. She's incredible. Will Smith had his moments, and especially Will in the Smith beginning. had his moments. That and was Margo, the last film. That and Margot Will Smith Robbie had. is fine as hell, bro. Will, oh, oof, fine oof, as hell. And she's a, like you said, great Harley, Harley Quinn. Uh, but my point is, there is a part at the end of the movie where the Enchantress is like, uh, we, I'm going to give you uh, exactly what you want. You know, she goes into their mind. What is your dreams? <laughs> and what is it? She's kicking it with Joker, and they have kids and shit. And this is a person with an advanced degree in psychology, so much so that she worked at Arkham Asylum, one of the most dangerous violent prisons in the world, okay? And was given one of the most dangerous violent people in the world because of her incredible talent. A world-class gymnast, by right, the way. Right, Olympic-class gymnast. 
and just a an like what we say like low arousal right. like person that's really ready to pull up at any time and really don't give a fuck and down as fuck for the for the for, for the crew though right it, it really did some interesting things as far as so like that's the Harley thing. Let's jump into Ivy. Well, we've been we've been trying to break you out the whole time, and hell, I got shot twice. Let's jump into some of the motifs. Like for me, I think another thing that's really good is uh, once again we've been given a remarkable Lex Luthor, maybe the greatest Lex of all time. And uh, uh, what's his name, Carlo? It's Juan Carlo Esposito. Juan of course, it's Carlos. the best of all time. Esposito, what, what are you the talking about? Fuck, the best in the man. game. Holy shit! His voice acting skills are incredible. What the fuck is explosion? <laughs> 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 if you know, you know. Um, Batman, right? As this fucking degenerate baby man <laughs> with all the money. Right. I mean... No, it had the show. I mean, yes, the show makes fun of him and a lot of people. But I think it also provides that poignant moment of we of these scenes where we have to see everybody kind of replay his traumatic moments and what does it mean to over. And this is also where Harley shines with all like she's so incredibly hyper competent. And here she is combating like this dream world and then also genuinely, honestly trying to help Bruce through something that trauma traumatized him as a child like okay so i just want to go back to ivy right and i want to go back to sort of the conversation that they have in the show which is is she a villain and she is she is but i understand why people ask because at the end of the day she's like trying to provide environmental safeguards to stop the planet from being destroyed by capitalism like this is not really a villain and i think what the show does so well is they go ahead and they run with that instead of instead of like trying to buy into these random DC tropes of the 70s and 80s they run with the zeitgeist which is this person's not really a villain they're just trying to save the environment kind of situation and she's a pull up you know you could say eco terrorist all you want you know what kind of situation but i think that's just a great way they utilize and tackle sort of uh ivy's uh you know association with villainry or whatever it may be. So I got a question. Go, go. Oh, no, I was going to say, too, that it's because we talk about how fucked up identity politics get, right? That it's not about how you identify or how you point and label others. It's really about the actions that you take. And how Harley Quinn, the animated series, is really saying, okay, but these labels, we're all very complex human beings and that within these labels we're limiting the possibility of what we can become in the future and I like I think that's what's exciting about Harley Quinn's arcs through these three seasons that we've already watched is because she is going through a journey and she's trying to find a label but really she's just trying to find out how does she want to operate outside of everything she had to endure and survive uh, being the Joker's partner and that's a fact so that gives me a question for you guys I don't think we've talked about straight up where does this Joker land for you guys? He was, an, see, I think this is what Harley Quinn does because the first season is really everything you expect from the uh, Joker. Expect from any of the characters, right? As we understand them through the lens in which uh, in which we live our lives. But what they've done with the Joker and the journey they gave his character too—fascinating, was incredible. Holy shit! I don't. I'm always pissed off when I see see the Joker in media. When I saw the Joker in my fucking uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm like, what the the fuck is this shit? 
How in the fuck am I supposed to believe the Joker can fight Shao fucking Khan? Stop it. I don't buy it. It goes back to sort of what I was talking about with Ivy and the eco-terrorist thing, right? You have to lean into what the hint of the character is because we watched that Joker movie. We talked about it. It's not our jam, and it probably shouldn't be yours either. But I think people sort of understand that this chaotic moment it goes back to like the anarchy aspect of like leftism again that's not something that i necessarily subscribe to but i could much rather have um like what i'm trying to much rather have coalition with someone who believes in that than a democrat you know so like that aspect of like anarchy is the the essence of why people were loving the joker right so now what you do is again this is a spoiler but i'm trying to tell you why don't you should watch the show they literally the joker runs for mayor as a socialist, as a fucking socialist, not not like we're saying he's a socialist. The show says I'm running as a socialist. Yo, motherfucking Two Face puts a hit on his motherfucker because the Joker wants to have an inheritance tax. He wants to have a fucking windfall fucking tax. It's a billionaire tax essentially. So like the League of Fucking Doom, the Legion of Doom is trying to kill this motherfucker because you know what I'm saying. I mean. That's it's amazing. A-cab, on straight up A-cab shits all the time. And he does because he goes after Gordon and the police force as well. And, and I think that's what the thing is, right? Because this, the animated series, first of all, DC says that a lot of their properties, they couldn't change this. They only did like minimal racial changes for some of the characters because they were like, well, we want to be woke, but not too woke, right? Um, and then Harley Quinn, here it is, the animated series, You, they said socialism on the, the television in the series, they didn't call it something else like, oh, you and know, the center left or some shit. They said defund the police. They there, said y'all. defund said the police on the TV series. That's what we want. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't care about vagaries. Yo, and every time you see, so like that brings me to fucking Commissioner Gordon, right? Think about this. The implications of having a law enforcement chief. Uh, chief bureaucrat, essentially. That's what you are. If you're the chief of police, you're the chief bureaucrat. Your whole plan for solving crime is to turn on a fucking light and hope this masked uh, vigilante but comes. But the show, absolutely. And I think the, the humor that it portrays with that is incredible, too. Because it shows... Oh, yeah, that is his only job. That's his only plan. He then is like, but this makes me qualify to also run for mayor. And it's this wild journey where I feel like the show is, in a lot of ways, a response to, of course, everything that's going around in the world. But also a response to people who are like, Batman needs therapy. Yeah, you're right. Guess what? Harley Quinn can do that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we should have. What about the Joker as mayor? Yeah, yeah, let's try it out. And he's a socialist. Who's a pleasant Okay, he wants to do on the police as a character uh, for me i gotta say king shark hey king i am so sorry for leaving you here so long oh no problem it allowed me to experience firsthand the failings of the prison industrial complex king shark is great i love selena to have this <gasps> swanky ass posh selena. ass so over it black girl like and like <sighs> why did i pay for first class if you're just gonna burst in here the curtain's invisible can i show you how to wash your reusable straw you have two minutes into my ambience truly high sides bruce every chance she gets also that she's connected to the universe because it implies she's dated some of the other characters even briefly and definitely the other characters crushed so hard on her yeah also like i just don't res i'm sorry like i actually do think the um, the dark knight second two movies are pretty good but like 
you have to. I I I don't want to see Selena as a white person. I'm sorry. I just don't believe like, it. I just don't. I can't believe that there's some white girl out there that has that much drip that you really can just slide in. <laughs> yeah. You know, take some jewels off a pretty motherfucker. You know, slide. And that's in, not to them. say you can't dress expensive. Look, I don't know nobody where their clothes is as expensive as Hillary Clinton, but that shit don't drip. Exactly. Exactly. It's I just like, can't damn, imagine you that. making eight thousand dollars look real pedestrian right now. <laughs> so one of the best Selenas of all time because we talked about this. We also talked about, I mean, Juan Carlo as Lex. You, that's the best Lex ever. Holy shit, yes. Without a, and, and the fact is, Lexes have sucked. There's never been it a good sucks. Lex. He's the only Lex that's ever truly not sucked. Bo, all the cartoon. The Look, cartoon ones the are The animated good. series no, right, and cartoons? Right. Yeah. That's right. where DC shines. Right. Like, if you get into, like, fucking, what was that shit? Smallville, shit like that. Okay, that was a okay, good Lex. yeah. <laughs> like, the movies... Doesn't... Yeah, the movies are horrendous. So, okay, so I want to talk about this because we've kind of been darting around it, which is sort of Batman's, because we talked about leaning into it, right? Like the obsession with the city and Batman, and and I think we can use uh, Jim Gordon as a microcosm for the city, the obsession with Batman sort of causes all the ridiculous problems that happen within Gotham and that conversation of, and they mention it a bunch of times in the show. Like, I, I think they even mentioned one time, like, oh, uh, you know what stops crime? S- sustainable housing. Mm. And like, that's the conversation <laughs> like they're talking about with Bruce. Like, everyone knows that. Like, everyone's secretly sitting back going, man, Killmonger should have won. Trust me when I tell you, everyone sit back and, and going, Batman is the actual villain. And they really dive into it. I think they dive dive into like that conversation around like white male fragility. And, you know, he at one point tried to like bring his parents back and is like going through this like you you know, and it and it really is to believe that Batman is a real person and like would actually do these things, you have to acknowledge that that means he's psychotic. And there is no the the him being tied to the um Gotham police force, which we already know is one of the most Right. corrupt police force. I mean, the whole poly- the whole structure of Gotham is, like, corruption. Remember we talked about, like... Corruption. Yeah, corruption is why we win. Uh, dra- the, remember Dragon Age Inquisition, where it was like, you go in there and you're playing, you know, and it's like, oh, I have this whole new group of people. But, like, you're infiltrated by, like, six different groups. Mm. Like, that's what we're seeing with, like you said, oh, you had a good one, Tanky, when you were, like, uh, pol- the police commissioner, like, chief bureaucrat. Like, that's really what it is. Just Cheap blow the spending. That's what the fuck you is. Yo, some of the major themes, right, that we see in this shit. Lots of work on navigating breakups. What rehabilitation looks like. The politics. Prison abolition. I mean, when we talk about normalizing queer relationships, this is the cartoon for, like, be gay, do crimes. Yeah. Yes. And what does that mean? And crimes for the good of... Humanity, because there's a lot of laws on the books where it is a crime to do it or they'll make it a crime. We've seen this a lot with homelessness. It's where, you know, they've built this architecture and make it essentially homeless to be outside. They call it loitering, but it's it's denying you access to public spaces. Right. And the show covers that. It covers like, hey, actually, Arkham Asylum isn't helping anybody because it's a fucking prison. And what the Joker does is he ends up revamping the whole fucking thing, which is incredible. Can we also say as a show, the way it indicts white masculinity? I mean, because if Bruce is on one spectrum... Kite Man yeah. is on the other side. Yeah, it's like always yeah. this. Uh, I, we talk about it with Rick and Morty, like the Jerry. You know, right, it's this person right. who's just so... the everyman, the white everyman. 
Yeah, and it's more, but it's really, yeah, it's even more than the everyman because it's not the everyman. Like, because I, I can't relate. I can't relate to a Jerry. It's the neoliberal everyman. Right. You know, like the everyman. I feel like in other circles is like, you know, you you might be a manly man. It's might it might be more perceived on like that that masculinity. But like a neoliberal Jerry, it's one of those people who go like, "Well, I pay my taxes." Like, and that's how you become a good person. Like, I, I pay my taxes. Like, when they talk to the police and stuff like that, you know, like someone who is basically like a schmunkin' ass, regular ass, right? And that's what I'm saying. No real swag, no real culture, and and it doesn't change, right? That's the interesting thing about the spectrum being from Kite Man to Bruce, because even Bruce, you just have more money than Kite Man, but you're still a fucking lame. That's a fact. I want to talk about this, too, because you asked about sort of low-key, most interesting characters. And I think of Clayface, because as you as you know... Patrick Swayze's ghost! It appears we've been deceived. Like, I came up, I was an actor, actor, thespian, so on and so forth. You may know that from, um, you know, uh, this, this podcast. I may be a bit theatrical sometimes, but I do know, like... Uh, there was a time when I felt, forget who it was. It's a problematic white dude. I think it was like Piers Morgan or some shit like that. <laughs> Whatever, whoever it was. No, it wasn't him. But one of them British white guys. I don't know who it was. And he was talking shit. He was like, um, he was like, uh, if ISIS calls you with an acting gig right now, you pick up the phone, you know? And it talks about sort of like how toxic this acting culture has begun where, and it's art culture in general, like people clamoring because we live in extreme poverty now and like motherfuckers don't want to acknowledge this shit and people are more desperate than ever to get the bag. So like you have to do whatever you have to do to get on and Clayface is literally a representation of this in a show that's basically like, I don't want to say Hollywood show, but it is DC, you know, Warner Brothers, which is, one of the biggest companies in the world. And, you know, his character is constantly just looking for affirmation, you know, and like constantly like trying to in, enter this world that's like super heavy on. Like we talk about all the things that are here, the main themes, but like um, I think a good like um, beauty culture, you know what I'm saying? Like Clayface is a good representative, like beauty culture. Like a lot of times he may be one of the best actors in the space, but like he's not getting roles because of, like his looks. And that the only way he succeeded was to dehumanize himself. Right. And how much does we, we talk about industries and the exploitation that they do? And I don't want to limit it to Hollywood because we're really finding it out in all these industries that in order to make it, you have to become inhuman and like just do whatever they want and become enslaved to the system before you can even get a chance at the door. And, and that's for people who are talented and great, but even more so for people who like can't make it they're they're not given any opportunities except to dehumanize themselves man yeah no i mean just little bitty snippets of things that stand out right like um harley and ivy are on a, a, a tour they call it the eat bang kill tour i mean what the fuck like in this in this tour, Harley ends up throwing the Queen of England out of the invisible jet. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I right. mean, just <clears throat> R.I.P. before it even happened, right? Like <laughs> Right, right, right. Kind of just seeing it on. And um, you know, I think uh in general, like they do a good job with everything, right? Like the music is done really well, the voice acting is done really well. Um I love those music cuts, right? How everybody has their own little theme. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I just think the the show is willing to, like, take risks. There's a really a lot of good characters, and I don't know, you know, like, which people's is, like, whichever's favorite. But basically right now, uh, it's four seasons. I definitely think you should go all the way through because it does get better as uh, it goes on. And, you you know, you 
it, it does the thing that DC sort of has to do, which is either go the Batman v Super route and go incredibly grounded, incredibly realistic, or you absolutely have to lean into the gag. And I think that the Harley Quinn show does a really good job of kind of meeting both. They take the source material very uh, seriously, and because of that, they have to take it a little bit silly. You know what? And I think like that's the difference because all of these fucking directors and the team of writers that Marvel and DC get, you don't know that they necessarily love the the property. Um, but in Harley Quinn, they know. And I mean, and it's hard to keep track of, right? Because it's all the comics, all the previous movies, all the whatever fucking is happening right now. But they do really enjoy Harley Quinn, these stories. And so then they treat them with the weight that it deserves while still being able to poke fun at aspects of it without making fun of fans for enjoying it. I was watching a video the other day, um, the YouTube video, um, and it was talking about lampshading. And basically lampshading is like if a boom mic kind of makes it way into the scene. You just put a lampshade over top of it. And it's kind of like, hey, everybody in the audience, let's acknowledge that this was a mess up, but we all can laugh at it now. Unfortunately, DC has done such a bad job of slowly like changing the way their characters should be with the times that they have to do a lot of lampshading. And it has to be done with sort of a deft hand because if not, you're kind of just poking fun at your own thing, which we do. Like, that's our job, not your job. Your job is to make something credible and engaging. And I think they do a great job of leaning into the silliness, but also, like, taking the source material, um, you know, like, like they, they intentionally. Um, yeah. And any more thoughts? Any more, you know, kind of feels on why you should watch Harley Quinn, the animated series. It's a journey. It's a it's a fun journey, especially if you really enjoy like all the any DC property. I think you'll enjoy Harley Quinn because the first season is set up like, hey, it's everything you expect, and then it just becomes more and more unhinged in the most absolutely delightful of ways. We know superhero burnout is real. Like you know, all these DC films have fucking sucked. At least some of them are good. At least recently, how about that? Recently, they've been bad. Mm-hmm. All of the recent Marvel films have been incredibly so bad. bad, terrible. I know it's like man, fuck all this superhero shit. And and if that's where you at, that's real. But there is still some decent media out there, man. This is one of them. Yeah, and. I think we kind of had this conversation, right? Like, we talk a lot of shit about things we don't like. That's just kind of what a leftist does. Like, the world is such a fucked up, terrible place that you have to, like, acknowledge how. Like, you have to just see this shit and you have to acknowledge it. And uh, we were like, okay, we like talking shit about the things that we don't like. But let's go ahead and talk about some things that we do love. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, Tanky. Um, Public Pulse on Patreon, like patreon.com slash public pulse. That's the hotness. That's where all the hotness is. Public pulse news on Instagram and TikTok, by the way. Yeah, just like the kids, we on TikTok. Um, yeah, and those are our thoughts on why you should watch Harley Quinn. Any final thoughts from you, Tanky or Muscle? Tanky out. Bye, bitches. Okay, we out. Uh, stay hydrated. I love never using your advice more than anyone else's advice I never use. Why did I pay for first class? Is Peter just gonna burst in here? Hey, King, I am so sorry for leaving you here so long. Oh, no problem. It allowed me to experience firsthand the failings of the prison industrial complex. <gasps> I do love Selena.